Here's your host of Sound Off, Brad Bennett. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Johnny. I'm sorry we had a little disconnection at the end of the last hour there. Don't know exactly what happened, but uh, uh, you know what? It could be that we're having some of the same things going on that Verizon and AT&T and all of these have been having. Little Uh, little connection things. I don't know. I think think it's Bryce. We can always blame it on the engineer. You know? I, I hope he's listening. I'm joking. It's not him. Uh, but I no, have a way not. now of determining uh, what end it's on, whether it's our end or your end or both. Okay. So good. I'll keep an good. eye on that. Um, Brad, real quickly, that forecast we just heard has been updated. Now they were saying, the National Weather Service say. was saying, yeah, that uh, noon the snow would end. Well, here we are. Uh, it's 12-11. And it's still snowing. And it hasn't stopped. <laughs> it hasn't. But I can see on our radar, go to our website, kdal610.com. Uh, you can find our weather radar there. It is awesome. It's the best in the biz. And uh, it is starting to shrink. But it's still okay. snowing. And the National Weather Service is now saying for Duluth, at least downtown, snow likely mainly before 3 p.m. and then partly okay. sunny. And then partly sunny. Partly sunny because they were saying earlier that it was going to be beautiful this afternoon. It's going to be nice and clear, you know, but so partly sunny. Okay. Honestly, this is what happens living on the largest Great Lake on Earth. Oh God, yes. Is that You're absolutely? This right. was not in the forecast. No, but the winds came out of the east, the northeast, at the perfect angle, at the perfect speed, with the perfect temperatures, and whammo, we get a. Uh, a snow squall that still continues. It's coming down at a fairly good rate right now. Still. Yeah. Did you ever did you ever get an opportunity or a chance to meet Hurt Heatwave Burler when he was in the in the market here in Duluth? I don't recall ever meeting him, but we remember okay. him from the TV at Channel. I started working at Channel 3 just after he left. So Okay. For some reason, I sat down to dinner with him at some function. I think it was a community. Maybe it was the chamber or something like that. Anyway, I was sitting there talking to him, and he was about to leave the market. I, th- I think he'd taken a job in Texas. Yes. And, and I asked him, I said, well, you know, how's that going to be from working here? I mean, probably a little more intense stuff. He said, no, exactly the opposite. He said, people like to hire meteorologists out of our market here because our weather changes so fast and you got to be on top of it all the time and they know that around the country and he said and he said the same thing he said it's because of that big lake out there yeah yeah it really does dictate our weather here and uh boy our phone lines are jammed let me find out who's on the phone here yeah, you go ahead and do that. In the meantime, I'm going to uh, correct myself because I had said last hour that I had this uh, story about this small police department that had collected enough fentanyl to kill 50,000 people. I was just a little wrong. Here's the actual story. This is uh, off the uh, wire services. Madison County Sheriff's, this is in Kentucky, a small Kentucky Sheriff's Department within five years had seized enough fentanyl to kill 2 million Americans, officials said Tuesday. Residents of Madison County, a central Kentucky district home, to fewer than 100,000 people, according to the U.S. Census Bureau, have easy access to the deadly drug 
their chief deputy, uh, Tony Terry, told a local CBS News, nearly they had seized nearly eight pounds of fentanyl over the last five years. 2.2 pounds is a kilogram. That's enough to kill 500,000 people. And we had eight pounds of it, which would be enough to kill over 2 million people. And that's just in that little town in Kentucky. So it is, it is without a doubt, a major, major problem. And to go back to the story that I was doing about Lopez Obrador, uh, they, they, did a, they did a major investigation. Uh, the, our our uh, Drug Enforcement Administration unearthed allegations that traffickers, drug traffickers from the different cartels, had donated millions of dollars to Ob- Lopez Obrador's presidential campaign in 2006. And then he came back and won election the, the next term. But that's a lot of money coming from a lot of big drug organizations. And uh, that's why I'm saying... Well, we don't have a problem at the border, Brad. We have open borders because we need to help people that are coming from these other nations. Let them come in. Or they're bringing in fentanyl. That's okay. Yeah, that's all right. What the heck? Did you see some of the numbers, by the way, that these people are being given in towns like New York and, uh, and other places? I mean... I, I'd love to live on the food budgets these it's guys It's criminal, have. Brad. This this is it a is. criminal uh, organization that's going on here. I mean, this is going to... Why wouldn't people come to this country illegally exactly. and try any way, a hook, crook, or whatever, to get here? Have you, have you also noticed that when you see them standing outside the bus getting ready to board a bus, they're all on their cell phones? They're all what poor a great migrants country, from poor little countries, yeah. but they all got cell phones. Uh, this will be a pockmark on Joe Biden uh, for the rest of his uh, life, and this will be something that we'll have to uh, endure. And like Donald Trump said, and as a matter of fact, Brad, I've got it here. I was uh, talking to uh, somebody within the station here, and he said, hey, did you catch that uh, soundbite from uh, President Trump? And I said, no, what is that? And uh, boy, what did I do with it here? I'll have to find that and get to it. But uh, here it is. Here it is. Uh, Trump was asked by uh, Laura Ingram here just the other night. I think it was a town hall. Okay. Uh, what oh, yeah. will, uh, what will, how will he uh, measure success? Here it is. Here's the soundbite. I don't care about the revenge thing. I know they usually use the word revenge. Will there be revenge? My revenge will be success. Success, Brad. Ooh. Success. I like that. And, you know, again, we go back, and I know we got callers, I want to get to them, but, but we go back to what I said the other day. The reason I think Donald Trump is doing so well is people know what they're going to get with him. They saw the border under control. They saw the economy moving along good. They saw strong judges being appointed. So they know what to expect from him. They don't know what they're going to get from these other people. Anyway, let's go back to the calls. We've got uh, first up, I believe, is Tom from Port Wing. Tom, good afternoon. Well, good afternoon to you, Brad. Uh, you know, I'm going to make a comment about the border situation and, and all these illegals. Just do the math. You have literally millions of people who are being charged individually by the drug cartels, not only to get them across the border, but once they're here, some of them may pay for years and years uh, to the, the drug cartels for bringing them over. The amount of money is staggering when you just sit down and do the math on it. 
That's yeah. why they can afford to, to pay off these politicians with a couple million here and a couple million there. We're talking about billions of dollars. It's replaced the drug industry, so as smuggling has of people. But the reason I called uh, is I wanted to talk to you briefly about this $353 million judgment against Donald Trump. And yeah. here's what I do not understand. I have found out there have been several cases. I know it was out there that there's, nobody else has ever been charged. But there has been others in the 70 years since that law went on the books. But it's only a handful of people, and the amount of money is a mere pittance compared to what Trump is going to be asked to pay. And here's the question. You know, I, I've lived for quite a while, and I'm curious. Maybe you know the answer to this. I know roughly how the law works. For instance, you know, you, if you're charged in a state with murder where they have um, an execution of the murderer, Okay, you automatically get appeals. Uh, and, and they don't go, well, you know what, uh, you get to appeal, but we're going to execute you, and then you can get to appeal it. And the reason I, I bring that ridiculous thing up is because they're saying that Donald Trump has to come up with this money yeah. before he gets to appeal. I've never heard of such a thing. Have you? No, never. Never in my Never. life. When I read that the first time, it just floored me that the guy's got to come up with the same amount of money that he's be, being told he has to pay just to have the right to appeal. Yeah, and, and to me, that's, that's like the guy who's on, you know, uh, who's been given a guilty for murder, and he's going to be executed, and they execute him and then say, oh, yeah, and by the way, you can appeal this. Well, it, now, here's, here's the problem with that, and I looked through several things. I know in the lower courts that can happen. You can, you can be uh, adjudicated you know, by the justice of the peace or magistrates or for uh, you know, road infractions, and you don't get to appeal that. But right. nowhere else can I find it where you do not automatically get the right to appeal. And, okay, so you, you can take... But actually, it will be more than $353 million. Uh, out of his business, all the people that work for him, and you know, billionaires, if I stick up Bill Gates in a back alley and say, hand me over your $123 billion, you know, he's probably not going to take his wallet out and give me no. in cash. Yeah, and the same with Donald Trump. You're talking about using money, taking money that he uses to keep his businesses going you know oh, yeah. 20,000 employees uh they expect to be paid you've got to make payroll you've got other things that are in the mix and he's not walking around with 353 million dollars in his wallet these people are are ridiculous and then the fact that you cannot appeal until you give them over all this yeah. money Something smells of a dirty rat. It just smells like a rotten fish, doesn't it, Tom? It really does. It most certainly I mean, does. I, I, in the first uh, place, you know, the judge came out in the pretrial, and he already convicted Donald Trump. Oh, yeah. Right there, yeah. That automatically gives him an appeal. 
You can't go. Well, here's a. You asked me a question. Murder, and the the judge says, "Oh, Brad's guilty. Why don't we just take him out back here and shoot him right away?" Right. Exactly. No, I. You asked me a question. Now I'm going to ask you a question. You know, not only are they charging him that 350 million, and you know, of course, for him to go to appeal, he has to file all of that money, produce it all, plus. Including interest, it could be, like you said, around $450 million. Plus, he has been told he cannot do business in the state of New York for three years. Who's going to run his business during that period of time? Yeah, the, the uh, person who is in charge of that, they turn it over to another state worker to run this whole business. Oh, my God. was Donald Trump, and that person can... Can uh, cannot uh, be blocked from taking that money physically away from the business. I, I mean, the thing it's, is it's so just... stunning. It's Brad. This is the old Soviet gulag. It really is. I mean, yeah. No, you're you're not exaggerating at all. Look, thank you, Tom. I got to move along. We got thank another you. caller here. You know, yeah, he took the words right out of my mouth, Brad. I thought this is it, Soviet Union style tactics. Yeah. Yes. I mean, look at what happened in the Soviet Union this week with a woman who is both an American. She has joint citizenship of Russia and America. She's a ballerina. She went to Russia to visit her family and she decided, you know, somebody was raising money for the Ukraine. She donated fifty one dollars to this organization. They immediately arrested her and put her in is are is charging her with uh crimes against the state they may lock her up for 20 years for 51 dollars but that sounds kind of like what uh what we did with uh, Donald Trump just a little bit of different just a little different money arrangement See, there. Th- that's th- all. things are buzzing here let's get this stand real quick Brad yeah let's do that stand from uh up the north shore how are you today uh good afternoon it's a beautiful day up here it has been all morning no snow, Stan. Not a bit. Really? Okay. <laughs> okay. Not a bit. It's all it's all south of the Lake County line. It looks like. Uh, anyway, I uh, a little different. I can't talk about that stuff that you guys talked about with Tom. I get too infuriated about that communist mm-hmm. taking over out there. But I'm talking about your skyline death the other day up there. The guy that was hit by a car. That, yes. Uh, that I think he was jogging or walking, whatever. The and I saw the news article this this noon on TV, and they were talking about how people are speeding and this and that and the other thing. And that's that's true. You shouldn't speed, and you should stop at the stop signs where they come, where it comes to stop. But there's one other thing they never talk about, and that is the joggers and walkers are supposed to walk in the opposite lane. You are yes. not it's facing the law to walk in the same lane as the traffic is driving. You have to right. walk against against traffic. And right on the news article, here comes people walking in the same lane that the traffic is coming in with the traffic. They say nothing about the dang uh, pedestrians. And they've got just as much pedestrian laws and accountability that they are responsible for as the drivers. So I'd like that they're talking about stepping up the speeding and the traffic control up there. Well, they need to take and start ticketing the pedestrians. Stan, they, I didn't, I didn't get to see the, the story. 
I, I didn't get to see the story myself. Did the did the individual that hit this person, did they stop and call the police and let them know that this happened, or did they flee the scene? I forget now what happened, but I'm assu- I, it, the way it sounds, there's no alcohol and anything involved. And, right, uh, right. I, I just don't know what happened afterwards. Yeah, this is a topic, Brad, that we're going to have to talk about a little bit more. And, and I agree with Stan to some degree because a couple of things. We're talking about there, there was a death there right by Twin Ponds where somebody went off right. the road. Right. The call came in at 3 a.m., but we haven't heard any details. Was this person impaired? What are the details there? And then we heard just a couple of days ago where a pedestrian was hit and killed. It seems that the driver was not impaired. That's what I remember reading. Okay. Right. I, well, I had seen that. But again, yeah. what are the details? Was the driver distracted? Did the driver call? So we don't know all the details, but we can't rush to judgment No, no. on this. But we need to know the details on these. And it just it seems kind of ironic that there was deaths in the very close vicinity where these two things happened. Yeah, uh, almost it, a stone throw from each other. Really? really. Absolutely, yeah. Brad. But we got to know the details. So the mayor has uh, spoken on this. But again, for me, I need details. Yeah. And my first and concern it, is the one that went <clears throat> off the road, the young man that died. What was his condition? What was going on yeah. there? Was he yeah, intoxicated? Exactly. That's what I want to know. Did a deer run out or what? A, you know, you just need to know what was happening at that time. What caused that kind of a condition? Yeah, and and I'm with Stan. I, I was raised, and I remember taking my driver's test and stuff, that I always said if you're walking or or or, or jogging on the road, jog come going towards traffic. In other words, so you can see the car coming at you so that— if they're veering or slopping around, you can get off the road, get out of the way. Not with the car coming up from yeah. your behind. Well, yeah, and we'll talk more about it. Brad, I, I've made some changes here on the brakes. We got Corey from the range. Let's get Corey on and then CBS. Okay, very good. Corey, thank you for being yes. patient. How are you today? Yeah, not bad. Thanks for getting me on. Thanks for taking my call. So a couple of so what's quick up? observations. Well, a couple of quick observations. I think up on Skyline, what is needed, I think they need roundabouts up there. Stop right there. I can control your phone to call here, mister. Hey, I, just about, I just about spit my coffee through my nose. Well, there's not enough room up there, but something should be done because... Well, Kenny, that doesn't matter. They'll make room. They'll well, there's no room for a roundabout in the area that we're talking about that happened. But I will say this, that I have seen drivers up there driving pretty darn fast, so... I don't know. Speed bumps. Speed bumps. The other thing is I would like to do a shout-out to Roger Reiner. He has kept the streets of Duluth clear of snow this year. Congratulations. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. There hasn't been any snow. (laughs) That's what he's saying. Until today. Him and Roger and God are just like this, just like crossed fingers. Uh, Okay, but on a, a more serious note, so you were talking about Trump in this lawsuit of $360 million plus the 8% Correct. on his kids, whatever, whatever. Well, there was just a merger approved on February 14th between DWAC, which is Digital World Acquisition Corporation, and TMTG, TMTG if I remember correctly, Trump Media Technology Group. 
Well, that merger that was approved by the SEC, the paperwork had been filed for quite a long time. With that merger, Trump stands to make between 5 and $10 billion. This 360 is simply a drop in the bucket. It's a, it's a farce, mind you, but he is wrong. <laughs> You're saying that, that, that he's got deep pockets, he can afford it. Yes, <laughs> it will not affect him. It's only going to raise his popularity as it has, because we can see the sham that this administration and their cronies have become. So keep smiling and wait till uh, November. All right. <laughs> Interesting stuff, Corey. <laughs> Roger and God are <laughs> together on this thing with the snow. <laughs> Kenny, we got to take some break here. Uh, uh, did we do our first break? No, we're going to do we CBS did. News and kind of combine okay. things, and the phone All lines right, are let's... still jammed. So, Okay. Okay. We'll be back shortly. KDAL time is 1237. Light snow continues to fall in downtown Duluth. Winds are out of the east at about 12 miles an hour. Air temp. 21 degrees, and we're going to see this snow end eventually here and then see some sun and some moderating temperatures. Tomorrow could be a nice day, sunny and blustery, but uh, my goodness, Brad, we got got hit with some snow here this morning that uh, really snarled traffic quite a bit this morning. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's been so nice, we could have kind of expected that we're going to get this sooner or later, so... Anyway, we got the phones jammed. Who do we have up next? Yeah, we have somebody that's holding. Uh, she wants to chime in, Brad, on this uh, issue that's going on up at Skyline and just some of the, her thoughts on uh, these two tragic events up at Skyline. And uh, so we're going to have her come on. Super. All right. Well, the the thing up there at Skyline that we're, uh, that I think is piqued people's interest is that we've had two major um, people injured or killed in close proximity to each other is that what do you think is the problem up there caller is there speeding is there because the roads are so twisty and turny or what do you what do you think the issues are hi hi i just really wanted to add to the conversation it's not so much specifically skyline drive and what's happened there recently it's just in general i i don't know what the issue is but yes i agree people are People are driving way faster everywhere. Then it's just escalated over the past seven or eight years, it seems. I take I-35 a lot where I live, and people on the freeway, 70 is not the speed limit. It's 80, 80 seems to be average, really. So yeah. it's, really, it's really, yeah, it's really ticked up. But I, I just wanted to say is what's frustrating when you hear about these accidents, right? You hear somebody was hit. You hear somebody took the on-ramp. They were going the wrong way on the freeway. You want to know the, the articles in the paper, they're always so vague. You, you know, I know there needs to be an investigation and they're not sure of what exactly happened, but I, I wish there was follow up. We don't know. You know, with yes. texting, you never hear about texting. Nobody ever talks about texting and driving. It's always about drunk driving. Yes, that's really important. I, you know, that's a big part of it, but you hear a lot about seatbelts. People always being reminded to wear your seatbelts, but put your seatbelt on. That's, the law, but you're not going to kill somebody else if you don't wear your seatbelt. You're going to kill yourself. So I don't understand why there's not more talk about texting and driving, being impaired. Being impaired now, there's multiple ways to be impaired. So how does this happen? And there's never follow-up. We never find out. That That's the thing that I think is so upsetting, caller, for a lot of us, is that you you hear about a case like this, like this guy that, that was jogging or walking and he was hit and killed. Uh, 
you hear originally that they think there was no alcohol involved in all this. Well, then after you've done the investigation, can't the paper come back or the TV come back a couple of days later and say a follow up on that case up on Skyline Boulevard? It turns out the 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 driver of the car was going too fast or or whatever the rationale was that caused the accident. Let us know so that we can kind of feel a little more comfortable in what we're doing. Right. There, it's, there needs to be more, you, you know, the, the talk about texting and driving and not just te- people on their phones. People watch videos while driving. And it's like it's never talked about. And it needs to be. And it, there needs to be more generated, I, I guess, talk about all of these things that are happening and why these accidents are happening. We need to know why it happened. And yes. like you said, hear what happened. There's an investigation and that's the end of it. And then you forget about it. What? Why did there- that happen? There is one commercial that I have seen a few times on TV, and I don't know if you, the caller, have seen this as well, but one of the one of the insurance companies has an ad out, out that's fairly effective where this guy is texting on his phone, making a bet on a game or something, and he almost runs over a woman in the crosswalk, and she, you know, he slams on the brake at the last second to just barely miss her. And and then there's then the commercial goes on with some woman that's driving down eating her breakfast cereal and she's got a gallon of milk and she slams it down on the counter between her milks all over the place. The next one is some woman doing her office work in the car. Papers are flying out the window. But I think in a in a kind of a comical way, they're trying to say, stop doing everything else and just pay attention to what you're doing driving. I, I wish it wouldn't be presented in a comical way because it's not funny. Well, right? Yeah. I know what you're saying, I, I, but yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I, I know, but some, sometimes I think they do it in a comical way because that gets people's attention maybe. I don't know. Well, it makes people uncomfortable. If it wasn't comical, <laughs> it would make people yeah. uncomfortable, right? Oh yeah. So yeah, absolutely. I there was more follow up the results of their findings. And that's that's what I want to know, right? We all do. Yeah, and and I'm with it's you. Like the skyline. I'm with you. Yeah. I want to, and and I think our last caller even uh, had kind of indicated the same thing. We need, we want to know what happened. Well, in the case, for example, thank you. By the way, great call. Um, by the way, this case in in down in Burnsville, we've had nothing but follow up all week on that. We didn't know what exactly happened in the beginning. We didn't know who the shooter was. We didn't know. Now now we know more than maybe we even want to know. We, we know the guy that killed himself had kids with three different women. Some of them were in the house. Some of them weren't. He, the kids were all mixed together. Uh, we, we've heard more things than we care to know about. But in these kinds of cases... She's absolutely right. We want to know because a lot of us are go, walk along Skyline Boulevard. A lot of us drive along Skyline Boulevard. We want to know, is there a, an issue there? Well, if now I from, could, yeah. if I could, there is a story from our news partners, uh, Northern News Now. This uh, was Kara Kopp. Uh, she put this together uh, yesterday, yesterday evening. Uh, city leaders are speaking up after two fatal crashes within a month on the same stretch of road. To have somebody, a pedestrian, hit by a vehicle is tragic, said Mayor Roger Reinert, not just for that family, but for the community. Over a three-week period, two separate crashes, one including a single vehicle and the other, a truck striking a pedestrian, occurred on West Skyline Parkway. Duluth citizens who frequent the scenic area have called on city leaders to improve the road's safety. 
Now, wait a second, Brad. Is the road to blame? Well, it sounds like it. <laughs> no. No, no. but no. I mean, the story makes it sound like yeah. it. Yeah. Now, wait a second here. I want to go back to this initial one. And again, like the caller said, that sometimes these stories are vague. Well, they're only reporting sometimes what they know. And we yeah. can't base this stuff on assumptions. So we're dependent on the police department to provide us with details. I want to know, were these people impaired? How do you drive off of a road, and why does this get reported at 3 a.m. in the morning? That leads me to, uh, was drugs and alcohol involved? Exactly. Same thing with the guy that was hit. I want to know, did the guy stop? Did he do what he was supposed to do? Did he call authorities? Was it just that he was wearing dark clothes and he didn't see the guy? Um, you know, l- yeah, what time of the know day what was happened. Exactly. Yeah. So we can't jump to these reactions uh, by saying, oh, we're going to have to close the roadway or we're going to have to put guardrails up or we're going to have to put in st- speed bumps. Whoa, 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 whoa. Who's negligent here? Let's make those determinations. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Hey, listen, well, we got to take our Minnesota news break. We still got callers stacked up, or do we want to get another uh, one in? We do. This, Let me or? see who this is. Okay. Stand by. Okay, sure. Yeah, we're uh, this is uh, a good discussion, and I think it does need to be made. By the way, the la- the latest information we're hearing stuff on this Burnsville case Bradley. every day. Today I got another one that, well, they, that the guy fired over a hundred rounds before can, can he we, was taken. Can down. we get back to that after we talk to Dale from Duluth? We're on this topic still. Yes, uh, yeah, Dale. Yes. Let's go back to the road conditions. Dale, thanks for calling in today. Yeah, uh, you're welcome. Uh, pretty sad situation our skyline and uh, the uh, uh, facing traffic when you're running and uh, and. Uh, and walking that's uh, that's i thought that was a no-brainer but uh, anyway but uh, in regard to the traffic laws uh a lot of it comes from lack of enforcement the the speed limit is on the sign and when you're driving 35 and people pass you they're doing 40 45 it may be a, a part of it's a lack of uh, police officers and and then you got to be discretionary who you stop when and all the problems in the law enforcement uh yeah, Arena. yeah. There is that. There is that as well. But yeah, and, 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 Dale, you, and, Dale, you heard the you heard the lady talking about people speeding. And boy, I've I've told my wife this. I if I'm on the freeway and I'm going, I know the speed limit is sixty. I'm driving almost seventy, and cars are flying by me. Yeah, yeah. That's that's right, Brad. That's that's right. And it, it you know, you, you put the bar up higher and higher and higher, and and that's what we get. And and uh, I can't. Uh, I can't uh, blame uh, the law enforcement community for being a little reluctant to stop people for doing seven, eight miles an hour over the speed limit when you get some that are doing, oh, 10, 12, 15. Uh, so sure. it, it just continues to ratchet up, and here we are. And, and now you drive, if you're obeying the, the, uh, the traffic laws, if you stop for the stop signs, you make a right turn on red. You watch uh, all the many people never stop for the right turn on red, and uh, and that's what the law is. But uh you know, the cops can't be everywhere at the same time, and, and uh, we have only ourselves to blame. Well, that's, that's it. True. I mean, we all we all seem to stress it or push it a little bit, don't we, Dale? I mean, yeah, yeah, everybody seems to yeah. push it. Yeah, yeah. Well, There's got to be a point where, you know, you say, look at the hazards that we're creating, and our, we're creating exactly. our own mess. So, yes. anyway, that's my well, two cents for it. 
All right. Thanks, Dale. Good, good, good two Thank cents. You, okay. yep. you betcha. You as well. Well, Kenny, now let's take our Minnesota news break. Good calls today, though. I like it a lot. We'll be right back. Kind of groovy, Brad. Yeah. Atlanta Rhythm Section, Spooky. Man, I love that song. Spooky. That goes back to 1979. Um, Light snow continues to fall in downtown Duluth. It is starting to diminish, but this pushes out all the way uh, towards, well, maybe not quite Cromwell, but if you're up at the casino at Black Bear, you're getting lake effect snow. Woo. Yeah. Well, it's it's going to be gone before we know it, though. If we get a decent couple of days in the high 40s, boom, it'll be gone again. <laughs> yeah, this is going to disappear. We had no snow prior to this morning's snow event. And again, this was pretty much isolated to Duluth, Superior, and outlying areas. But uh, you're right, it's going to be gone quickly because, well, it's going to be mild. Yep. Well, uh, we got any more callers stacked up, or are we ready to We don't, uh, we don't. Along? And you know, okay. Brad, okay. When, when we talk about these issues, when we talk about these topics, people people have been killed up on Skyline. Yeah. And there's families that are hurting. There's friends that are uh, hurting and going through a very terrible time right now. And, and, you know, I don't think that you or and I want to add to any of that agony. Oh, God, no. We're just trying to, you know balance this by saying before we jump to conclusions and say that the road is the problem let's get some details we just want to know details exactly and try to prevent these things from happening in the future yeah and if the road is the problem if somebody swerved to avoid a pothole let us know that too yeah yeah whatever but that probably is not the case listen a couple of things out of minnesota report this morning Uh, At least four Minnesota labor unions are making plans to potentially go on strike all at once during the first week of March unless their demands are met. Simultaneously, strikes uh, by thousands of essential workers, including janitors, security guards, nursing home workers, and Minneapolis Public Works employees could cause disruptions across the Twin Cities and across the state, for that matter, and would also reflect the growing clout of Minnesota unions. But the five unions, including the St. Paul Public School Teachers Union, have already voted to authorize possible strikes. Together, these unions represent more than 13,000 workers. So by the week's end of that first week in March, that number could grow to nearly 15,000 as additional nursing home employees take their own strike authorization votes. The number of nursing homes where workers have authorized 24-hour strikes have already grown from 7 to 12 in recent days. And leaders of their unions uh, are, are holding these authorization strikes. So, you know, and, and those are tough you know, tough strikes to go with. If you've got an elderly person in a nursing home and they need care on a regular basis, you know, you don't want to see 
the uh, caregivers going out? What? Uh, how is that person going to receive any care? You've got all the supervisors then that are going to come in and try to fill in the gap. So it's uh, it's kind of a touchy situation, but we'll try to keep you abreast as time goes on how many of these cases uh, really do end up that way. And And let me tell you one other thing. On a national basis now, tomorrow is a big vote down in South Carolina. You've got uh, the pre- the uh, GOP, the Republican uh, presidential primary going on down there tomorrow. The, the current polling numbers don't look very good for former Governor Nikki Haley. Uh, she's following Donald Trump by almost 50 percent. He's he's yeah. <laughs> Nikki, Nikki, Haley. Nikki, that's exactly it. Who? I've heard of her. And that's that's why she's making the (laughs) kinds of statements, I think, that she's made recently. Listen to this latest one, Kenny, that just came out yesterday at a a rally she was doing in South Carolina. She evidently told a reporter from CNN, who, who talks to them anyway, but anyway, she told a reporter from CNN, look, if Trump's the nominee, if he wins... Tomorrow, I'm going to stay in the race, even if I lose in my own home state. But if he wins, mark my words, he will not win a general election. And see, of course, this is exactly what she would say when you're trailing by 50 percent, because you want to have some reason to shock the voters. You want to plant the seed of doubt. And that's what Nikki Haley is doing by making a statement like that. You could have said the same thing before he was elected the first time. He can't beat, he can't beat, uh, uh, what's her name, Hillary Clinton. There's no way that's going to happen. Well, guess what? It did. And for Nikki Haley to come out and say, mark my words, he will not win the general election. All she is, she might as well be standing on top of a chair, screaming at the top of her lungs, vote for me because he can't win. Anyway, we'll see. We'll know more on Monday when we come back uh, because uh, that race will be over. And I hate to tell you, she's going to stay in the race. If she loses by the numbers that she's trailing right now, that's not going to look good no matter what. Anyway, folks, we're going to take a break and then we'll come back with our number three on a Friday right here in the Northland. Bulldog hockey. Let's go! 